and drive wise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is our number three coming up at 215. Ralph Marlborough will give his thoughts on the Saints and Falcons. New Orleans still a four and a half point favorite. We'll go over the injury report quickly and some sound from your New Orleans Saints. Pelicans, you heard from the graph voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. He's back in the saddle again, out of health and safety protocol. And he's looking forward to calling the Pels Warriors game. Golden State, just a two and a half point favorite. This hour will give away tickets, probably at the bottom of the hour. After we speak with Andrew Lopez, or before we speak with Andrew Lopez. Either way, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But it will be this hour. Four tickets all together. We would never... Jordan would. Jordan would give you four tickets, and each ticket's in a different section. No, he wouldn't. Uh, we'll do that later on in the show. But we want to send you to tonight's game at the Smoothie King Center, 7 o'clock. And don't forget... Pelicans Weekly, Todd's interview with fellow play-by-play Tim Roy of the Golden State Warriors and his thoughts on a team that's the number one seed in the West. Clay Thompson shooting for Sunday to bring back his game. Kyrie Irving, by the way, he had his first game yesterday. In the first half, eight points, four assists, two steals, and 16 minutes on the floor in the second half. He was remarkable as well. He did help the, the Nets play. And again, if you forgot why he's not, New York, New York City is a must-be-vaccinated city to even be in the building to practice, much less play a game. He is not, so he hasn't played. And the reason he plays is because the game was in Indiana yesterday. So he can technically be on the road and play. The team initially at the beginning of the season decided against that. And obviously the fact that they're not the top seed right now maybe changed that. But... Yes, the end of the day, Kyrie Irving did show up yesterday. And, I mean, it's incredible. He really is, honestly. The talent-wise in that completely looked like he I was, I mean, he's hadn't missed a game. It's his first game, right? So he had 10 points in the fourth quarter, more than any points uh, by anybody else in the team. 129-121 was the final. And Kyrie, 22 points, four assists, three steals in his first game back, literally, since... Um, you know, what was it, June or something like that? This is the last time he played. So kind of remarkable when you think about it from an athletic standpoint, for sure. Uh, the other big news, the Bucks have released Antonio Brown. And earlier today, Bruce Arians um, was brought out to the podium. He normally does not speak on Thursdays. And last night, Antonio Brown, through his agents, released a statement. Well, it's basically two snapshots, screenshots of what he detailed essentially is his ankle, he thought, was too much for him to play on. Pain-wise, tolerate. Accuses the Bucks of using junior doctors instead of doctors that he trusts and stuff. And so that's why he walked away after he refused to play because he said he couldn't play because of pain, and that's why they cut him. He didn't quit on the team. Bruce Arians today, this morning, after practice, detailing what happened in his words. And it's interesting when you hear... What happened in his words? Because I, I would say he doesn't mince it, right? From this standpoint, obviously we let Antonio go today, um, just to clear you up on some things that happened. 
at no point in time during that game did he ever ask the trainer or doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So, obviously, that was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right, we always had uh, – he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. Um, I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. And that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. And, uh, we are work, we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And, um, hopefully it ends today. There you go. So, uh, get the F out of here is what he said. And that's when he saw him take his shoulder pads off the shirt and all of that. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. The other thing that we will look at here is the Saints as, of course, they went back to practice yesterday at coach. Sean Payton uh, yesterday was talking about Atlanta and some of the challenges of facing them again a second time, if they're seeing anything different. Overall, how does he think the team is playing? Well, look, I haven't played them already. Uh, they're fairly healthy defensively. Um, you know, so scheme-wise, you're, you're seeing it for a second time. Uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job forcing takeaways. Um, you know, offensively, they've... They've managed to run the ball pretty effectively and be pretty effective with the explosives. Uh, Patterson is having a, a crazy good year. You know, you see him at the backfield, you see him in the backfield, you see him outside. Um, so just looking at overall, I mean, they've been kind of back and forth a little bit like us relative to their wins and losses. And uh, anytime you're playing a division team like this on the road, um, you know, obviously, we're we're going to have to focus on our plan and and uh, and and be effective when we get there. As far as, of course, some of his players, and when you look at a guy like Taysom Hill, has he, um, basically, as you've seen where this team is and how it's gotten to this point, how important has been the locker room in terms of leadership, captains, things of that nature, including him. Yeah, I think it goes it goes hand in hand. Um, you know, I, I think you know Sean Sean deserves a, a lot of credit um, as we've talked about. But um, you know, in terms of you know the locker room and just being with the guys, uh, man, you know our captains this year deserve uh, so so many uh, accolades, and they do, they deserve so much credit as well as they keep guys motivated. Um, they don't allow people to slack off and get discouraged and, and so forth. And so um, I think it starts starts at the top, but, uh, man, our locker room has, has really been great throughout the years, and this year has been no different um, than, than previous years, and you know, our captains have been, have been great. All right, so Taysom and the offense has got to do their part, right? I think a lot of us are convinced the defense will do its job one way, shape, or form either adjust like they did in game number one. Falcons looked like the greatest show on turf in the first quarter. Only give three points, though, in that first quarter. And they they figured it out. We've seen them do that throughout the season. So Taysom was asked yesterday, is the team where they had hope, is the team where they hoped they would be offensively going into the final week of the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... At the end of the day, and, and I think this is kind of what we've been talking about earlier about all these conversation about Coach Payton and his staff, and they have this idea of, of what it's what it's going to take to win each game. Um, and so, I, as as I look at statistics and you know everything else offensively, I, I think the number one goal has obviously been to to win each game. And so, um, sometimes that required one thing from the offense, and that sometimes that required something else. So. I would say overall, like we're looking at the wins and the losses. So I'm not, I, I'm not getting caught up on the statistics of where we're at offensively, 
in what we've done in the last few weeks or what we've done this season. Um, I think with that being said is, is I look back and I watch film, you know, the, the last week or the previous games that, that we've had. And um, I think that I see, you know, there are just little things that, you know, kill drives um, that prevent us from putting points on the board. And, and so again, I go back, you know, to your point, I, I do say like, yes, we are close to where, we want to be. We just have to eliminate these little issues um, that that kill drives. And then, if that's the case, then we're, you know, we, we will be putting a lot of points on the board, and our third down conversions become better, and you know, we uh, put ourselves in a better chance to win. One of the other aspects of it too is up the approach of this game. We heard Sean Payne back on Monday say, "Look, you know, he gave his definition of must win." He's like, "Look, I." The way I approach it all year, they know when I say must win, it is a must win. And this is a must win. So it seems no different in a lot of different players saying, look, it, it's kind of been like that the last couple of weeks. I mean, playoff mode, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're we're approaching this game like it's a playoff game um, for sure. And that's that's what we can control. Now, I'd be lying if I if I said I wouldn't, you know, be peeking at the scoreboards when they come across. Um on Sunday to see what that score is. Um, so, look, everyone, everyone will be aware of it, and we're we're aware of the situation and what needs to happen. But you know that that will not uh, that will not distract anybody. You know from from doing what we have to do to put our best foot forward on the field and do everything we can to to get this win. All right. So there you go. What's it like to be in a must-win situation? Yeah. I mean, I. I guess it, it is a unique feeling in that sense that it's a regular season, but we've been in these games uh, before. And shoot, obviously last week was a must-win situation. We treated that week like it was a playoff game, and um, this week has more of a playoff feel for us. Uh, you know, knowing that man, if, if we don't win, um, we're for sure going home. So the mindset is the same. All right. What about that game plan heading into this week's game against the Dirty Birds? Uh, yeah, it's 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 obviously um, it's obviously a different different scheme, um, and may, maybe a little more uh, shell, a little more disguise uh, that way um, with with the new uh, staff. But you know, we're familiar with their their personnel, and man, I, I've got a lot of respect for for this team, this defense, and played them a lot through the years, and. Got a lot of great football players, and um, you know Atlanta is a, a team that that plays us well, and you know they're they're a, a good division opponent, and so it's it's one of those games where um, you, you got to be ready to to play all four quarters, and you know be ready to to be in it the whole time. All right, so that's Taysom Hill, quarterback of your New Orleans Saints. Ralph Marlboro, he does a podcast and also writes columns for WLTV.com. We'll chat with him next. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Bellicus Basketball, ESPN New Orleans. I'm throwing caution. What's it gonna be? Tonight the winds of change are blowing wild and free. If I don't get Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. For most athletes, a gradual warm-up has very real benefits and can help prepare the body for a more intense exercise. A thorough warm-up helps to increase blood flow to the working muscle, which results in decreased muscle stiffness, reduced risk of injury, and often improved performance. An effective warm-up has a number of very important key elements. These elements work together to minimize the likelihood of sports injury from physical activity. When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak. The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. You want to work for about 10 minutes and end your warm-up feeling well, warm, and sweating lightly. The purpose of the general warm-up is to raise the heart rate and your breathing. This also helps to increase the muscle temperature, which means your muscles are ready for more vigorous activity. The next step towards your best workout is sport-specific warm-up. The warm-up you do will depend on your sport. During this part of the warm-up, you should up the intensity, doing the same movements you'll be doing in your workout or event. For example, football players must work to stretch their hip flexors, quads, hamstrings, calves, trunk, glutes, 
and upper body. Each and every muscle throughout the body is used to maximize a football player's running, jumping, blocking, and catching potential. This series of stretches can capture each of these movements to better prepare the athlete for his position. When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak. The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting in Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Looking for uncommon talent? Meet the grads of life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Question. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? And would you seat them in a car seat that's not the correct one? Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. More info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one Good afternoon. performance a day. Only Let's one get this show on the road. Let's get this show on the road. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't, I don't foresee it being an issue. Um, you know, we're going to continue to go out and and put our best foot forward to win. I, I really, we're all professionals here, and I really, I, I just don't see that being an issue. And look, we we've been in not this experience before, but I can date back to uh, last season or, or a couple seasons ago about watching previous scores, and you know if this team won then we moved up to the two seed and we got a buy and you know I remember being on the field seeing those scores so I think that that's a realistic thing and um you know I, I think everyone is is aware of what needs to happen and what needs to happen is you got to beat the dreaded Atlanta Falcons Ralph Marlborough joins us normally on Wednesdays he wanted to wait for the new cold front to come in which is darkening the skies over Metairie as we speak. That's Saints forecast, the way to follow on Twitter. You can check out the column on WLTV.com. Good afternoon, Ralph. Happy New Year to you. Hello, Ralph. Can you hear me, Gus? Hey, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Gus, I'm so excited for Sunday because here's the reason why. This is the first time in the social media era we mm-hmm. get the Saints needing to win and get help to get into the playoffs. So we have the simultaneous games going on at once. It's really like two Saints games at once, right? Because the Saints, they're really playing Atlanta, and then they're playing the 49ers. It's just the Rams as like a proxy, right? So mm. it is going to be bonkers on Sunday. I think – I have no idea how it's going to go. There's, you can tell me any scenario, and I believe it. I just – I can't wait. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, be amazing starting at 3.30. It's going to be great. It is going to be crazy from that aspect of it that, that you say that because we will essentially be watching this game with a phone in our hands, right? Or tablets or whatever it is that you go to. So whether it's tweet deck or Twitter, because you're going to be seeing it by the drive. Now I do have Sunday tickets, so I'm probably going to have both games on at the same time. And there's not that many at 325. Yeah. So I'll be able to see everything. Yes. Picture and picture. Most TVs actually do have it. You have to go look in your menu. I'm telling you what has it. I didn't didn't know my new TV. If you have a TV yes. built in the last like five years, you got it. Do you go picture in picture or do you go iPad for the Rams 49ers? Like, it's a big decision. And I'm going to tell you, it, it's going to be weird because uh, the 49ers, they kind of own the Rams, right? The last two years. 
they kind of own the Rams. So we, you know, but I will say this: the Rams have every. It's a must win for them. Just the, right. the simplest way to put it, because because if you look at them, they lose. Arizona wins. They go from winning the West to the five seed. They go to Dallas, and I'm telling you, Taysom Hill has as much chance of winning three road games and going to the Super Bowl as Matthew Stafford. Like, neither of those things is going to happen. So the Rams, if they want to play the Super Bowl in their new shiny stadium, no doubt. They, better win. they better win on Sunday. So it is a massive game for them, and they'll, they'll be going all out. You can, you can bet your bottom dollar on that. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you talk I, about matchups, Ralph. I mean, do you want to face Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and, you know, <laughs> and that or, or – Taysom Hill in, in the Saints offensive line. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm not being ugly, man. But seriously, no. Aaron Donald has walked into McVay's offense ten times already by Thursday going, Sean, you better not blow this on offense. I mean, he's right. probably told me. <laughs> I want to stuff Taysom Hill. I want to stuff Taysom Hill in a locker for three It's hours. an incentive game, Ralph. Whatever incentives he hasn't hit or met, he will. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. he wants that game. <laughs> That's right. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Like, to me, the Saints get in the playoffs, and I said it in my column today, WWL, it's, it's a success. Like, for this team to make a, the playoffs, it's a success no matter what happens when they get there. And listen, the anticipation of a playoff game is so great because they're only going to have six games next week, so you know they'll have a lot of focus on the Saints. We'll get to dive into it. We'll get to consume all the content. It'll be fun. Um, but – the thing is with the Saints offense, and the thing that I've been trying to figure out, Gus, is like, what's their ceiling as they're currently constant? Like, we knew back in the old days with Drew Brees, even when he, he didn't have, you know, in 2019 and 2020 when his arm was gone, he could only throw the ball five yards at a time. When we said, hey, what's the Saints offensive peak? You'd be like, oh, it's Drew Brees going 28 of 32 for 300 yards and four touchdowns, and the Saints score 40. Like, we knew that the, the peak was very high. With this offense and this offensive line and these receivers, like, the thing that I try to figure out is, like, if they play to their absolute potential on Sunday, like, what does it look like? Is it, like, 27 points on offense? Is it, like, 24? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, the realistic expectation of it. And it's hard It's hard to figure out because they're bad. Atlanta's defense is atrocious. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be suspense is the best way I can put it. Which defense scores, right? I mean, is that kind of, look, it's, it's literally a battle of the kickers. I mean, both, both teams depend on their kicker, Ralph, who has the edge. We do this on heavyweight fights, boxing matches, UFC. I need you to give me a tail of the tape on the, on the Falcons kicker and the Saints kicker. The Saints kicker. He's been bad. I, I mispronounced his name. Poor guy. He's like, I was going to say, whose name gets mispronounced the most? Which kicker? Well, yo, Kim, I can say his name. Atlanta, he's made a bunch of clutch. Mar, Mar, he's been pretty good for the Saints. Here's the thing with the Saints last week, Gus. Their defense was dominating Carolina so much. When this, when he doinked the extra point, that should have been a calamity, and we should have had massive yeah. panic. And I was like, eh, it doesn't matter. Sam Darnold, he can play till Thursday. They're not scoring a touchdown in two-point conversion. Like, it's fine. Um, that's how dominant the Saints defense has been. I actually think the key to the game, more so than the kickers, is Matt Ryan, he burned the Saints to the ground that first game. Like, I don't know how he did it. He's been kind of, like, good, but he's had some rough games. That's really – I mean, if you look at the Saints' body of work on defense the last two to three months, I mean, I think you could point to that Atlanta game as their worst game by far. I mean, he he lit them up. He was mobile. He was avoiding sacks, which was weird. greatest show on turf. I called it the greatest show on turf when it tweet in the first half. I've never seen anything like it. It was it was crazy. So maybe he'll revert back to being you know old and Matt Ryan and the Saints can get at him, get at him. But that was a strange game. And look, Pitts is probably going to. He said he's going to play today for Atlanta because he wants to break the tight end record of the Mike Dicka yards most yards by a rookie tight end in NFL history. He wants that record. So you got Pitt and you got Cordell Patterson. Those are your two guys. You got to stop them. Um, the thing that I'm most interested in, though, Gus, is Atlanta's run defense is awful. So, like, can the Saints get their run game cranked up? Which, besides the Jets, Jets game, they really haven't. So um, maybe Ramsey plays. We'll right. see. Um, yeah. But 
it's just the thing with the Saints is you know how it's going to be. This game, it's going to be. It's to me. I, I said in my column it's going to be a blowout, but I think either the Rams in San Francisco or the Saints game, one of them is going to be a blowout, and one of them is going to be a bite-your-nails-off game. I actually think the Saints game is going to be a boat race, and the Saints offense is going to, they're going to give us a mirage. It's, going to, it's not going to be real. <laughs> it's going to be, but, God, it's going, to be, it's going to be great to experience on Sunday. Like, I think Taysom's going to be effective. I think they're going to run the ball. And they're going to score a bunch of points. And we're going to be like, man, this offense, we can get in the playoffs. This is going to be great. And, like, by the middle of the third quarter, we are going to be flipping over. And you're just going to be, we're going to be glued to that Ram-San Francisco game. Because I think both teams, obviously, are going to be fighting their guts out, especially San Francisco, once they mm-hmm. look up and they see the Saints ahead by two scores in Atlanta. They'll know they have to win. So they'll be fighting their guts out. I think that's the like they're not both going to be close. It's going to be needing uh, the Rams to win uh, against San Francisco. But which, which, even though I'm okay with it, guys, doesn't it feel like a little dirty to like? like it oh, does. I, I literally I said that to Rams. Jordan yesterday. You feel you feel a little dirty. It's <laughs> almost like admitting that you like Bieber or you know a boy band. You know what I'm saying? Like back in yeah. the day, like it, it did. It did. It's dirty. It is. It's dirty. I feel like usually after the Saints win. Like, I'm in a good mood, and, and, and you know, it's daylight savings time. I take my kid to the park, and he's like, Dad, Dad, the Saints won. Let's go do something fun. Yeah. And Sunday night, if the Saints win and the Rams win, I'll be like, Max, oh, we'll do something fun. But Daddy's got to take a shower. I got to get cleaned up. I got to get cleaned up. Then we can play. Then no, we can play I hear you. you know? Ralph, let me, ask you, let me ask you this when it comes to this game. What if, because... One thing that I love having you on too is, you know, we've been friends for a while and we've worked at a place at, at one point in time at the same time when we could not give away Saints tickets. So we, we know and remember yeah, clearly right. still what it was sort of like. And obviously a lot of Saints fans still do and it hasn't had that many years of success. So you know the, the there's always a part of it. It's almost like in the DNA of every Saints fan mm-hmm. of this. You know what's going to happen. The Rams are boat racing the, the 49ers. That game's over at halftime. Right, Trey Lance, yeah. two pick sixes. Aaron Donald has a strip yeah, sack, right. fumble, TV, and the Saints are in the nail biter. They can't stop yeah. Noodle Arm. He has three hundred yards passing. Right. All of a sudden, Lattimore can't cover anybody. Taysom did an Aaron Brooks where he went to throw the oh, ball right. slipped out of his hands. That's a touchdown. Like you know, it's one of those things where you know what's going to come down to a two minute drill to win the game. Down two. I just need a field goal. Can Taysom Hill? Because he did it at the end of last half, which was remarkable. But could you imagine the Saints postseason hopes come to Taysom Hill, minute 30 left, ball right, at oh the Saint eight, and they have to score a touchdown to win. Oh my Can God. he do it? I, there's, not, there's, not a, there's not enough. There's not enough bourbon in the world. I'd be like, I'd be like Willie Nelson, whiskey river ease my mind, right? But I was trying to think. I think that's a great question by you. I was trying to think of like because obviously Saints fans in our DNA, there's just like we we always worry about tragedy. And I was trying to think, Gus, of like what is the most 2021 <laughs> same thing that to, happened to the right. Saints season. <laughs> I think the most. I think I thought of it. I think the most 2021 Saints is they look amazing against Atlanta. Taysom Hill has the best game of his life. The Rams boat race the 49ers, so we are just euphoric on Sunday, like we were uh, after the championship. False hope. Like I we see where you're going here. Yep. After we mm-hmm. go to Green Bay, we are euphoric. We are like, we are going to L.A. Taysom Hill can throw with the bumps. It doesn't matter. And then at about 6.30 a.m. on Monday, Ian Rappaport tweets out the Saints have nine guys that are going to miss the Rams game because of injuries. <laughs> like, that is the most 2021 thing ending I think yeah. I think that we could get. If, if you're if you're into negativity and dread, <laughs> I think that's the ending that would get, that would really just start <sighs> to be a knife to the gut. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's I think it's going to end happily. I think I think America doesn't want to see Taysom Hill in the playoffs, and they're going to get a full three and a half hours of it next weekend. What about this, Ralph? What about the Saints win as we close up with Ralph Marlboro here? Uh, Saints win. Rams win, they're in, and all of a sudden, 
2022 is the karma to 2021. The Rams <laughs> go and catch a 21 case of COVID, including Aaron Donald and everything in that game at LA. How about that? I, I'd have no problem with the Rams looking like we did against the Dolphins. I, my dream scenario is the Saints get in against the Rams and they win because the referees give the Saints an extra down. Oh, the referees. And then <laughs> next day, at the, at the, at the, after the game, it's like, this is an atrocity. This is yes. the worst officiating thing I've ever seen. And then yep. somebody asked him, what about the NFC Championship for 2018, buddy? And he just stares yeah. blankly out like that. That yeah. would be a dream. That'd be a dream. No, what what was it? What was it after that? That Rams and NFL people would say, "Get over it." Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Get over, get over it. it. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Ralph Marlborough is always appreciated. We will talk one way, shape, or form next week, sir, of a Saints postseason game or the end of the twenty twenty one season. I need postseason football, Gus. But anytime, I'll talk to you next. For sure. At Saints Forecast, the way to follow Ralph on Twitter. When we come back, Andrew Lopez covers your New Orleans Pelicans for ESPN. Big news involving the Pelicans and Golden State Warriors. Tickets, we'll give those away in 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 2.45. I will ask you if you want to go to the game tonight. It's the Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Happy Holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So you're saying there's a chance. Pelicans entering tonight's game against the Golden State Warriors. Losers of three straights. That said, as we've talked about it earlier, when Ty Graffinini joined us, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, it's kind of been a positive week. Lots of people... um, I wouldn't say excited, but, you know, happy with the way the team is playing and lots of compliments about Willie Green, lots of compliments as well as always about the coverage Andrew Lopez of ESPN gives you when it comes to the Pelicans. Andrew, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good, sir. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, I want to start out with something though, because you're, you're, you're a very caring human being like me. We want to make sure that Jordan, uh, moves on into life post internship at the best that he can. Um, today he was puppy watching for his sister and the dog was barking. He didn't know that that is, I got a wee wee 
and it went on the rug. Well, he just watched there, didn't let the dog out. Do, do you have hope that Jordan will be able to be a better father, perhaps, than a puppy sitter? Uh, you know what? I'm going to, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, puppies are tricky. Jordan is, is he's, he's a young pup, man. I mean, you you remember his, his first days as an intern were so much more worse than his current days as an intern. So exactly. Exactly. I, I do have hope for, for Mr. Jordan. I do too. I gave him the, I gave him the heads up too. I told him when, uh, when you have baby Kleber at some point, at some point, Mr. Dean, I didn't mean right now, but at some point, uh, <laughs> if it cries, if it cries, it's probably one of two things, especially early, early on, right? Like right out of the hospital. It's pretty simple. Uh, it's hungry or it needs a diaper change. So I, I'm already giving the heads up. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge is, is, uh, Idle, man, and the more you know, the the more helpful you can be. You need to be prepared, right? I mean, and, and that kind of leads us into the Pelicans in terms of a guy like Herb Jones. Fans want his his jersey. Always seems prepared. And I go to Donovan Mitchell this week, saying, "Look, him O'Conley was one of those guys that said not only is he good at what he does, but you can tell he watches films." You see, I tied in Jordan to this, but. Do you get a sense that more and more people are saying it's not just his athletic ability, but it's his basketball IQ, perhaps, from watching film and stuff that has allowed him to be so good? Look, his basketball IQ is outstanding, just outstanding, especially for uh, somebody of his stature. Look, I mean, he was still the 35th pick in the draft, right? He was a second-round pick, but he was still the SEC player and defensive player of the year last year. Monty Williams told a story the other night about how um, during, I think, Herb's freshman year, uh, at that point, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he was still with the Spurs. This was right at when he had left Philly. So he was with the Spurs at that point, And uh, he's on scouting trips. And he's going there to scout Colin Sexton, of all people. And he's mm-hmm. like, I think Herb Jones might have been the best player in the gym. Um, and it, you could tell he was very raw. They needed to work on the shot. But the kid knows basketball. He knows cuts. He might have one of the highest IQs uh, on the team, period. Uh, he knows what he's doing out there on the court. And I think that is uh, sometimes half the battle, right, uh, of, of being able to uh, just get by and know that all right, I know when to cut. Here's a good cut. Let me do this. I mean, not clog the lane. I can do this. A lot of that was what he was doing early. I think what you're seeing now is uh, some of that kind of coming, you know, to fruition a little bit of, you know, his offensive game is expanding. Obviously, he's working with Fred Benson every uh, every day, you know, 30, 45 minutes post-practice, you know, probably a, mm-hmm. a, a little bit even in practice, uh, before practice, I should say. So they're learning – uh, or he, he's he's learning that he's getting better at that. Obviously, the, the one thing he probably needs to keep getting better at is getting his foot off the line uh, when he's shooting some of these threes. Even he knows about that. But uh, it's still a, a a positive moving experience for him right now. And I think uh, you know he's becoming one of the, the team's you know the better players just because of his knowledge. And I think he's he's just going to get better. Like Donovan Mitchell said the other night, he's going to be in the league uh, for a long time. You know what's remarkable? Speaking with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans for ESPN, and I don't know if if it's just me trying to be positive or doing that, or just gauging what I have here on the show by people that call. But in a week, if I'd have told you Monday that by Thursday when I have you on, a statement of Zion being basically out of sight, out of mind, out in Portland to Never Neverland, as I'm calling it, or the fact that more Pels fans feel positive and good about this team on a three-game losing streak. <laughs> I almost feel like nobody cares about that. It's almost like, yeah, great, never, never land. See ya. Um, which I'll address here in a second, but do you get the sense and feel that people are liking what they're seeing on the court as opposed to the beginning of the season? Like, they feel like this team is progressing. Yeah, and I think it, it ties into to the first part of your question there. Um, what, what I think you've seen now is uh, – People are, aren't going to care much about, you know, I think more Z stuff, and, and, and they'll continue to have negative opinions on a lot of things because of the way media way day went down until they actually see him on the court. And that's just, that's just how it's going to be. As for the team itself, what you're seeing is um, a 
team that is just continuously playing hard and giving itself chances uh, against some of the top teams in the West, which is everything you've seen this week. They'll have mm-hmm. another chance tonight against the Warriors, who right. are going to be down. You know, they're two big guys. Obviously, Clay's out still, but uh, no Steph, no Draymond tonight for the Warriors. So now you have a chance to make a statement against uh, a Warriors team as you're getting a little bit healthier. I think the only, the only person you should be still missing tonight uh, from the normal rotation is Tomas Sadoransky. So um, that's a that's a step right there in, in the right direction of, of at least being competitive. They haven't really had except a handful of games this year where they were just completely blown out or, or missed a lot of things. I think once, once they tweaked those assignments, things started to get better. Um, you know, they're, they're what? You mentioned they're losing, what, three in a row. They're still over 500 in their last 19 games. They're 10 and 9. Uh, as they're still trying to figure some things out, also misbranded for a couple of those again. Uh, a lot is going right where I think people are getting to the part where, look, if, if you, if they make a run, if they make a playoff, uh, play in push, great. If they're not playing with Z, and if it's just this, get these guys. It's hey, let's get better, put ourselves in position to uh, be a better basketball team, and just keep playing hard. I think you're starting to see an identity form with this team. I had a right a player on an opposing team tell me the other night. He's like, look, the thing that separates these guys from maybe some of the other teams that are quote the bottom of the league is they have an identity. They're going to play hard every night. They're going to play their tails off. Uh, he didn't say tails, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play their tails off, and, and they're going to make you work. And I think that is uh, something that maybe you, you couldn't say about this team um, 100% of the time last year. So I think that is a, a positive, uh, and I think that's why you're starting to see people get, get behind them a little bit. It's funny you say that because hasn't that sort of been something that this franchise has been seeking for a couple of seasons through three head coaches? Like, who are they? What are they going to be? And I know Willie said that at his presser, but we've heard people say that. But it, it, isn't that one heck of a box that you can check to be able to say, at the very least, this is who we are? Yeah, no, for sure. That that goes, and you want to use the buzzwords, you want to use culture, and you want to use whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, right? Um that's that's one of them, right? That, that that's one of them is is having an identity, knowing where you are, knowing what you're about, and I think those are the big things. And I think that is a a, a big step uh, for this team as they continue to try and build, uh, you know, build a new culture. And it's hard for them, you know, people on the outside saying, well, how how can you build a culture when you basically kept everybody who was here last year, right? I mean, you kept right. the entire staff <laughs> of, of who was here right. a year ago. Right. Um, how does that work? And it, it starts with Willie. And Willie has really changed some things, and he's, he's gotten, you know, a couple of new guys there in, like Jaron Collins is in. They've had a couple of cha- excuse me, a couple of changes uh, to some other staffing positions. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, he's, he's really got them uh, buying into what he's selling right now. Yeah. Uh, one final thing, obviously, your thoughts um, in about two minutes here before we hit the break on the Zion thing. I, I kind of just said, look, it, it is what I think out of sight of the mind thing. It got to the point where if he was doing a charity event, if he's at a store or something, everything just seemed negative, whether it's Photoshop, whether he's sleeping in meetings and all that. I honestly think, like you just said, it's one of those, you know what, we'll just see when you're ready to play basketball. Until then, out of sight, out of mind. Because obviously, from a basketball perspective, I'd want that guy to be living with, you know, Fred Vincent and others to get him his game ready and better, seeing with what he's doing with Herb Jones. But I almost think it almost, sadly, is better if he's just not around, if that makes any sense. Am I wrong with that? The thing about it right now is a lot of this has been heavy on his mind. Uh, and it's it's it, it, it's hurt him to not be able to be around the team right now, and, or not not be able to be on the floor. I should say um, he has he he obviously wants to be on the floor. He wants to be playing, and he, un, unfortunately he he can. And I think you know we, we talk about you know how much that affects a guy, and I think I think that is, and I think for him the best the best option was. 
all right, hey, let's let's get you somewhere where you can kind of just you can focus on you for now, and and get out of here. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. And again, this is uh, everything is is the team and Z are on the same page right now. I know um, I think Christian reported yesterday there's no team personnel with him. I, I believe that to be true, but they are in constant communication. Right. Um, uh, it's it's not like he's just completely on his own. They are talking every day. He's going through what he can can't do. You know, he's still on non weight bearing stuff. But it's it, it was more about like, hey, let's like make sure everybody here is in the proper the proper space. And for him right now, I think that is the the best choice. Um, you know, before they they completely uh, they they figure out what's next. They're still he's still in the same timeline. Um, he's still on the same timeline. You're, you're still looking at probably two to three weeks before we get another update. This was just, hey, you know, he's away for now. Let let's just, you know, tr- give him the the, the 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 most we can right now. And that was uh, helping us get out there. Andrew Lopez covers the Pelicans for your New Orleans Pelicans on ESPN. Uh, as always, man, appreciate the time, Andrew, and we will talk again soon. Thank you for the vote of confidence, though, for Jordan Kleber. I do too. I give him a vote of confidence. We all know how that goes, though, in 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 coaching circles. Sometimes just, it's not I, a good I thing. I hope he. I just hope he. Uh, hope he cleaned the rug up. Hope it was. Hope it was one of those he can clean up real quick. That that is very true. Yeah, you got to get to it quick. Don't let it seep in. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. I'm far away from nowhere. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelu here. Just wanted to reach out to you that our and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Final segments off and running as we check in one final time for the day. Hard to believe it's already Friday. I can't believe it's Friday. Can you believe it's Friday already, intern? It's not Friday. It's Thursday. I, well, tomorrow. I mean, the show is done. I mean, it's Friday. Like, uh, tomorrow yeah, yeah, is a Friday yeah. show. Um, I am. I, I, I do want to take something that Rouse said, and maybe make that one of the questions of the day tomorrow. Obviously, it'll be, you know, key to the game, score, things of that nature. But what about what would be the most Saints twenty twenty one Saints ending to Sunday? 2021 or 2022? 2021, cause it's the 2021 season. What would be the most 2021 Saints season ending? Or, you know, ending to the season. You know what I'm getting at. Point is, with all the stuff that's happened, like what, what could only happen to the Saints on Sunday? Like I, my, I you heard already mine already. It. You heard mine already, right? Down five and I need a touchdown draw. I need a classic two minute drive to win the game. You know what? I'm going to lower the expectations. I need a field goal for the win. I'm down oh, no. down two. Oh, no. Down two, under two to play. Can Taysom Hill. Now, we saw it at the end of the last half, and that was a big, that was a big field goal, by the way. But that, 
That's why I'm lowering the expectations. I, I don't know if we can get a touchdown. I, I don't, but uh, well, actually, no, because if we're going to go with the most 2021 Saints thing, it would be, well, a team that can't score a touchdown needs a touchdown to get in. The Rams have waxed the 49ers. I mean, it's over. There, there's, you can scoreboard watch you want. That game's coming to a close. They're up 15, 21, oh, no. whatever. Here we are though. Noodle arm, blown coverage of all inexplicable things. Lattimore, you know, slips. Pitts catches it. It's a touchdown. 53 seconds left. Saints need a touchdown. No, you know what? Let's give them, let's give them 135. 135 to play. Wow. And how many timeouts? One. One time. One time. You know what? Give them three. God. I don't care. Just, yes, yes. Do the side of the cross. How many timeouts do you want to give them? How many timeouts? Cause Sean's like going to be one. pretty good. I like one with, a, cause if, <laughs> go ahead. A minute 30, a minute 30 with one timeout. Minute 30, one timeout. Ball at the what? Uh, let's see. Their own. Let's go 35? to, let's go to the 20. We'll go to 20. 80 yards. Their own? Wow. 80 yards. Gotta go and, 80 and yards. This is coming off, of, this is coming off a punt or a touchdown. Like no, a this is a touchdown. The Falcon, unexplicably on like third and 23. Noodle arm so flings it in the air. I'm not going to pick on Marcus Williams. So somebody else in the secondary slips and they catch the ball and it's a touchdown. It looks like the Saints are going to win. It's literally, a, you know what, fourth and 23. A noodle arm flings it in the air. The Saints defender falls down. They score a touchdown. Now you're trailing and need a touchdown to win the game. Minute 30, one timeout, ball at your 20. Can Taysom Hill do it? Can this offense do it? That is very particular. Huh? Huh? I like it. I mean, you, want, that tomorrow. you want to talk about... Oh, that would be gut wrenching, right? Cause you would no. not even, you wouldn't even, like, you would sit there and go open a fresh one and be ready and like, be ready to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this game winning drive if it was Breeze. Like, it's coming. You know Breeze is going to do it, right? Like, you have faith. How do you think your stomach is going to feel when you see Taysom trot out onto the field and there's Sean, purse lips? No, no pig six. Stop it. No. Stop it. Anyway, uh, Andrew Lopez wants to know if you cleaned the rug. I did clean the rug. He's okay. actually sleeping right by it right now. Oh, well, he's so comfy. I, think, I guess it's clean up. I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's clean enough. Right, well, I think there's a few like yellow spots he's got to feed on the other day <laughs> that I didn't really clean up good enough. So my sister's going to have to deal with that with the steam. Uh, go get Dawn. Dawn works on oil that covers ducks and stuff on oil spills. Go get Dawn. The baby ducks. Yes. I'm telling you, if it's good for baby ducks, it's good for a rug. See you tomorrow on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.